You are listening to the North Shore 9 podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Apparently not with us currently is our co-host, Tyler, a.k.a. Wagner to Kutch. How's it going, Tyler? Oh, yeah? Oh, nice nice to hear. Nice to hear. Now, Tyler decided he asked how long the intro was, and I said it is a minute, 38 seconds. And Tyler says, okay, good. That's enough to get me a drink. Yep, there he comes. He's walking through now. Now, Kyle, with the conversation, someone's pipe broke. I, it's a whole thing. Whose pipe broke? My cousin's girlfriend. Now, I kind of understand the sketchy areas you live in. What kind of a pipe are we talking of? Homeowners. Okay. I work in insurance. I know what I'm talking about. I'm just wondering because you know what? Some places where I'm from, a pipe would mean something different. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. Anyway. Good to see you, Nardo. Nice Good to see you again. Dirty beard. I know. This is two weeks in a row. This is not, not cool. Yeah. I'm taking next week off, right? You know what? Honestly, you and I should take next week off, have Jim go solo dolo. Yeah. Have him do a Spaces with Connor. <laughs> That's it. That's what we should do. <laughs> But uh, seriously, Jim's in what, St. Louis today? Do we even know why he's in St. Louis? I think work, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't even remember. Like I know last week he... Actually, I forget where he was last week. Oh, yeah, he was watching the stupid movies last week. Oh, yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, this week he's in St. Louis. He apparently had a hard time finding coffee this morning. Yeah. Tough. I mean, it's like you could just go to a gas station and get a black coffee or whatever Frankie Dink hotel he's in, but he's Jim. He needs the Starbucks. You know, and the crazy thing is that Tuesday morning show. uh, (laughs) Right. Is it's called Starbucks. And I'm gonna say honestly, I I don't even like Starbucks even that great. He loves Starbucks too. Like honestly, when I go get coffee, I would rather and I try to find something local. Some local coffee shop, right? It's usually really, really good. Starbucks is always that one that it's there. It's always consistent. You know, like that's the difference between other caught like Dunkin' Donuts or whatnot. Like I find Starbucks isn't great, but it's always consistent. You know exactly what you you're getting. What? Yeah. I was going to criticize your entire point there until you brought up Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' is very hit and miss. It is. It can be very and good. I, it can be very terrible. Listen, man, I don't like either of them. I don't want to pay five bucks for a coffee to begin with, but I'm that's because I drink black coffee. I don't really care. Yeah, I get that. But no, seriously, I will try to, I'd rather get a local spot. Now, Jim, it seems like he's the opposite. Jim like seems to love Starbucks. He searches for Starbucks. He, I, okay. He's rich. What do you want? (laughs) Those rich fools. I get it. I get it. All right. Let's, let's talk some pirates, I guess. We have to. Actually, now's the best time of the year to talk to him. I was going to say, we don't have to. But listen, Tyler, when do we get to talk about a Pirates sweep? 
Donardo, I have a confession. Speak. I thought that video was lame that the Pirates put out. I what agree it? with Charlie Hayes about what we... some some other blog posted. I think it's all lame. So you're ta- you're talking about the the video about the sweep, right? Like yes. today it came out yes. the whole thing, the Pirates sweep, right? Bad teams find a way to lose games. Yeah, and it's like, but look at us. Was lame. We're not a bad team. I thought it was lame. It it got a little bit of a chuckle out of me, but we're Pirates fans. We don't have room to talk. Okay. Do you want my two cents on it? You like a good troll job. I know. No, no, no. Well, no. First <laughs> off, I don't look at that as a troll job. The Pirates, you want to go that route. Okay, Pirates Twitter, and we've talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago. It's become an elite territory. On Now, of course, I'm not in every Twitter. Like, I don't see the Braves every single day, the Yankees every single day. Like, I don't see all the, all the MLB team's Twitters every single day to have a true comparison, right? I got a little bit of a homer bias to me. But, like, from what I am seeing from Pirates Twitter, it is very elite. It has some great company. So, again, shout out. To everyone on Pirates Twitter. But what I want to say is the Pirates social media, like you want to talk about some some pretty good troll jobs for a team that is not good. There's not a whole lot you can really tweet about and feel good about yourself, right? They do a phenomenal, I mean, they're really invested into these. This is like they're they're unanimous with they're synonymous with Pirates Twitter, I feel like. Oh, they have improved tremendously. I just thought the video was a little bit lame. Now, I just wanted to talk about the troll aspect of it because they've done a very good yeah. job trolling the Dodgers and MLB this week. I was going to say weekend, but I guess it's Thursday today. Uh, so they've done a good job. Now the video. Let's get to the video part. Yeah, it's kind of lame. And it kind of goes in. Our friend Michael Duarte tweeted at us last night from LA, right? <laughs> he goes, yeah. it was like, you know, hey, congratulations and shout out to the Pirates and my friends at North Shore 9, like with the Derek Jeter respect gif. And like I tweeted at him, and I'm like, it's a sincere response. I'm like, my guy, it's it's a three-game regular season series. Like, it's not the World Series. Yeah. They did finish 5-1 against the Dodgers. I get it. I get it. But like, how you're talking about the video, like and even Duarte, like, coming out, like, oh, yeah. like, we're so... Ryan, I think, said it best in the text. That's that loser's mentality, right? It's like, oh, you know, it's, woe us, we're the Pirates. We should be so thankful that we took five out of six from the Dodgers. And woe us, the Pirates. Do you call us losers? Look at us. We got our first sweep in three years. Like, that's where like, the video is kind of lame to me. It's like when Big Brother lets you tackle him, and then he gets up and pats you on the head. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Right? You guys are so cute. Yeah. Like, he just... He trucks you every single time, but you know, little brother somehow tweaked your knee in this one. You're like, oh man, I wasn't expecting that. Good job. Yeah. Good job, bud. Just a little. Right. You're so cute. Yeah. So it's like that that video just kind of reminds me of it. It's like, you know what? You should probably just do better. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be putting out like World Series type videos because you swept the team. You remember that weightlifting crew? That that little weightlifting gear I gave you called O'Neill Cruz. 
Oh, you're still not using it. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> yes, you're still not using our Elmo Cruise. <laughs> you guys are adorable. What are you saving it for? I know you'll use it when you're older. What I did want to say, though, and I almost tweeted this, but I didn't. So I'm glad you brought up the saver for the show. Uh, the video itself was lame, right? But shout out to the video creator. creator it was well done. The team, whatever. Like, it's a well done video. <laughs> so, like, when the team is good again, and these videos aren't lame anymore, and there's reason, like, I have full faith that there's going to be future videos that are going to be very, like, a very good hype video, right? Something you look at, because I know a lot of people got hyped today of that video. And, like, in that sense, that's a good video. But you're putting it out there because you swept the team. Okay. <laughs> you won three games in a row in the regular season. Congrats. You know what's annoying about it to me is that it's like an admission. Sorry. It's like an admission that, hey, we Lost know Tyler we again. suck. But here's a video just to laugh at you because you lost to a sucky team. Yeah. That's basically it. But let's move on from that video. Because what I will say, we have been, it feels like every single show, we try to infuse it with some positive stuff. Because overall, we want to come on here and just complain. Right? Like, what's the complaint of the week? Because this made no sense. This was a stupid acquisition. This was a dumb roster decision. Why is this guy starting and this guy's not? Why is this guy still in AAA? I think this time, now I'll be it right. Like, there was a three-game sweep. We don't have to go overboard. However, there was some good baseball played in that. And yeah, to be honest, give credit where credit's due. There has been some good baseball played over a longer period of time. Now when you factor in the, the larger sample size, see things are being done differently. I think we actually can talk a pretty positive show tonight and be perfectly honest about it. I guess. I'm just just saying, like th there has been things happening, right? Now the Pirates are still not good. They're still under 500, even though they're better than the Dodgers. It's clear they're hey, the best team in baseball. Sweep the Diamondbacks. You're like three games out of the wild card. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, you're calling for two sweeps, man. Just saying, sweep the Diamondbacks. Three games out of wild card. This is Ben Sherrington's nightmare. You understand this, right? You know, you, really what aggravates me is that this team sucks ass. And they did absolutely nothing. And right now they're six and a half games out. Imagine if they gave a flying fuck. Whoop, my bad. <laughs> um, that's kind of how I expressed on Twitter tonight. It wasn't so much the team. It was in relation to like the Pirates fans and Pirates Twitter. Again, coming off this sweep against the Dodgers. I don't know how, you know, you're, you're off and on on Twitter, right? So I don't know how much you saw last night, but this whole series. It was, I actually, last night I saw a good bit. Okay. It was an earlier game. Oh, right. Cause it was eight o'clock. Yep. So 10, I want to say nah, this whole series. Now, granted, of course, they've been later at night, day, or games, like you're saying. So, like, not everyone's been up. But 
even like the next day you're seeing some talk, mm-hmm. some, you know, some some emotion and such. But I felt like every day, you know, every time they beat the Dodgers, there was some, you know, some good positive vibes, a lot of interaction, a lot of discussion, right? Twitter was a bit of a buzz. And then I felt like after last night's win with the sweep, and like you're saying, it was an earlier game, so most people were up. Twitter was on fire. Twitter was elated. It was phenomenal. The interaction that was going, I could, I honestly could literally just put, I think a word. I could have wrote and, and I probably would have got 30 likes on it just for no reason, right? Just for saying and. And it's like, with that being said, just having three straight wins in a row, seeing what this fan base can do. It's like, just imagine had Baron Charrington gave this team some MLB talent to have, and again, it doesn't mean this team needed to be good. We weren't saying this team needed to be good this year, but just somewhat competitive. Have some competitive games. Not be surprised when they win two out of three or shocked because they won a series for the first time. You know, like, you could have added talent without hindering the process of the rebuild. Just been a formidable team. Imagine how how much more of a buzz, how much more excitement like this team could have around it right now, just being somewhat competitive baseball. And it's not that much of an ask. Like, all he had to do was call up O'Neill Cruz, start running Z in the rotation, sign one more starting pitcher, maybe sign one more, like, depth, not even depth beach, just average major leaguer. It's not that hard to make the playoffs anymore or to be a competitive team. Right now, we could be talking about this team could make it to a wild card spot when Brian Reynolds I'm just saying if all those things happen, because truthfully, I know that their run differential is awful. That's yes. really, that's delicious. really, that is really inflated by two games. though. It is. Imagine Ronzi starts up here. Cruz starts up here. They sign maybe two competent major leaguers. We could be talking right now about like in like four. 13 or, or 14 where it's like just waiting on Kutch to get going, waiting on Reynolds to get going. I guess because I get that. It's not as hard as it was then. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm saying that. And I know where you're going with this, right? If, if, the, if the stars aligned, realistically, I still feel as the if the stars have aligned so far. <laughs> to be five I mean, games under kind because of. they suck they well i think that's what i'm getting at they, they do suck and i think we can clearly see they suck some things have fallen in line right but i think in the long term this isn't a wild card team and even doing those things that you asked for probably still isn't a wild card team but i think what you could see is with the stars aligning and this stuff happening they're competitive the, the, maybe the record's a little bit better now but come august not everyone's turning off the TV. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think this is going to hold up all year. Like you're saying, like they're just six no. and a half games out at first. Like, great. Come August, they're probably 20. But no, had some they're other things happen. Swept by the Diamondbacks. Sure. Uh, right. But like, had other things happen, maybe they're only eight games out of, you know, in August. And it's not that they're going to get to the playoffs. It's perfectly okay and it's fine. But like, at least they're playing competitive baseball. At least you want to go to the games and watch them because there are some exciting things, but it's not just the the two guys in the lineup that are exciting that you want to see. There, there's some guys around them that provide 
some excitement as well. And you can squeak out some wins. You can have some fun with it. And that's just where I'm at. Like this team didn't have to be this poorly constructed. No, we've been hammering that for a long time, but like we don't need to see Josh Van Meter all the time. And I said the nicest thing I will ever say about that human last night. Josh Van Meter is fine to have on your team if you're a good baseball team. He is a fine 25th man. How about a 26th man? Fine. Is he good to find that too? He he's fine. Like he's a fine person to have to plug in that can play a lot of places on a good team. Uh, I I disagree. The way he's playing, he's okay. He can play multiple positions. Can you he? play him once. I mean, he's a positive. He doesn't even know where first base is. Okay, he can't play first base. That's fine. <laughs> speaking Michael of first Mike base, says he's a fine thirty sixth man. I don't know. I mean, listen, I know I've been harsh. We, we went through a harsh. long. Listen, we went through a long period of time of the Pirates calling up a lot of really bad baseball players. We went through Brent Morrell, Jason Nix, Pedro Florimon. Yeah. He's so he's a step better than them, I think. Okay. So he's a thirty-six he's a man. Fine, he's a fine human to have. Not not in the Pirates position. He's awful to have on this team. That was as nice as I could get. Okay, I'll give it to you. These words of positivity from Tyler. He can play some positions and not absolutely embarrass himself at the plate. Okay. That's all I got about him. Okay. I'd rather kill myself than watch him you know, actually trot out on the field every day, but whatever. We'll move on. So, as I was saying, though, I think we can definitely, because we've talked, it's been a lot of negative stuff so far still. I think we can I was talk. just very positive. Yeah, sure. I wasn't, uh, though. Excuse me. I just said I'd rather kill myself than watch him trot out there every day, but he's fine. That's actually some pretty positive team. words for you. But what I'm getting at is I think there is some things to say about the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. You know, and and a lot of it has to deal with the way they have been playing. So yeah, granted, this this sweep, right? Wonderful. But the past few weeks, and actually one of the guys you just mentioned, Josh Famiter, has been tearing it up recently. So like I will give him that. He has been playing well. Cabrian Hayes, still, of course, playing well, right? Home run finally. Um Oh, drawing a blank. Michael Chavis is still like he's still doing it. Like in the past two weeks, I should pull up the numbers right now. Past two weeks, I feel like he's, he has like a one thirty six way to run credit plus. Still, like he is still continuing this performance, which by no means is like superb. It's not like he's a great player, but so far, Michael Chavis is doing far better than I would have anticipated this year. And he, to me, is looking like a true, like he can certainly be part of this future as a utility bench guy. I think we might get a little bit overblown by Michael Chavis' last few weeks because the dude rakes lefties. He, he can't does. hit a ready to save his freaking life. But think about that. 
Well, he he was over two, and then a lefty came in and he smashed the double. But, he looks awful against righties. He is a fine. Well, I'm going back to fine. But he's Gabby Sanchez. Did you think Everyone's that Michael gonna, Chavis would be Gabby Sanchez? I was fine with getting rid of Michael Chavis. I don't really care about him. And that's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm alluding to. And I don't know that he's even that good that Gabby was against righty or against lefties because Gabby raked them. Chavis still has some pretty bad strikeout numbers against them. But the positive of Chavis is that he can play some other positions. That's also true. But you know what? I might agree with you that he could be around on a competitive Pirates team as a bench bat, utility guy, maybe platoon. That's where I'm at. I wasn't when the trade happened to me, and of course at the time it was the 40 man roster crunch, right? All the rule five guys, the 40 man roster crunch, like like who the hell what is Ben Charrington going to do? Why acquire a Michael Chavis? He's a busted prospect. It just adds to this whole dilemma that you have coming. Like, why not just take a flyer prospect on an Austin Bryce? You know? And then obviously the trade happened, go in the spring training, and he looks awful. And it's like, it's just time. And then season comes up and he's performed. Basically, from day one, he has performed. It's not to the level like I'm no one's out here. Well, I should say nobody. But I'm not, you're not. We're not here touting that Michael Chavis is good. He is going to be an everyday player in the future. I'm What I'm stating is Michael Chavis has impressed me to a point where I didn't think would be possible that I could see him on the future as a bench role, a platoon guy. Like Whatever you say, I can see him on the future. He's not going to be an everyday player. He's going to be a, a bench guy. But I think he'll be that. And I didn't think he would be that ever, really, up until like recently. He's definitely a very, very good off the bench, ready to bat. They can plug in when a lefty comes in. <clears throat> so, a little story for you. Okay. They um, ordered my lunch from Sheets, made what a mistake. Here's part of the story Order me a made to order grilled chicken sandwich, bacon, red onion. Uh, mayonnaise, Swiss cheese, pickles. It's a made to order. Click the pay button. Didn't pick a bun. <laughs> Put it in a container with that bun. <laughs> so as I'm, I click the button. I'm like, no, 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 no. It went through. There's no way to change it. I'm like, well, screw it. I'll figure it out. Get in my truck, pull out. Listen to a local radio station about the Pirates. They just so happen to be talking about Michael Chavis and how young he is and how good he could be. I fear I know what you're talking of. What what possible local radio station that could be, speaking of Pirates and sports. And it doesn't surprise me. And, well, the first thing I get in, I hear... Yeah, Nick Gonzalez, he's the next guy. He's hes the one that we're really waiting on. No. Not really. He's good, I think, maybe. I don't know. A lot of strikeouts. We don't know yet. Yeah. Then they go down to Neil Cruz. Yeah, but he's got to figure out those strikeouts. Well, he's got less than Gonzalez. All right. 
make a right. Sheets is right next to me. And I'm making that right into Sheets. And I hear, yeah, and I'd like to see a lot more of Michael Chavis. He's a young guy too, isn't he? All right. This day can't get worse. So there's my story for the day. See, this is why you listen to podcasts like the Norse or not. People actually watch the games, you know? And even if we don't, we know how to pronounce their names ish. Mostly. Except for Marcano. <laughs> At least the easy ones. Like I haven't Michael figured James. that one out yet. Uh Tukapita Marcano. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Marcano. <laughs> That's fine. Speaking of which, so we're talking about Chavis. <clears throat> Chavis. You say Chavis, I say Chavis. Michael Buckle Mike says now Chavis. And by the way, it's officially Chavis now. I'm just calling him that. Just yep. kind of like he's gonna be Chavis. Right. Like remember how Ryan botched Cindergard, Sondergrad, like five years ago or something. Yeah. So Chavis, Buckle Mike says Chavis is a good 25th man. Now, like, like, that's what I'm getting at. Like you talk about Judge Van Meter. No, Michael Chavis is that guy. Like Michael Chavis to Chavis. me seems like that guy Chavis. who, right, who like he belongs on rosters. Judge Van Meter does not. But anyways, I digress. We're not going to go back into that. But yes, like when no, I look at Chavis absolutely could be a decent piece for you off the bench for sure. I'd like to have a Chavis. Yes, I would too. And so I have the numbers up here, right? So in the past two weeks, granted, of course, 34 plate appearances, but I'm alluding to is we saw he was doing the beginning of the year and he was turning some heads and like, it's still going on. So in the past two weeks, he has a 179 weight runs created plus he's batting 333 on base 412 shout out Pittsburgh. He's yes, he strikes out, but he makes contact. That's one thing we've been saying like all year long. He he swings a lot, but he doesn't swing at everything. You know, he's not just a free swinger. No, nah, he swings at everything. Mm, he's a free swinger. When you look, he doesn't really chase. He swings at the zone. Oh, if it's in the zone, he's swinging. But but that's what I'm getting at. He doesn't chase, so he's like he's not just like a free swinger. He's not like Jay Hay, who's just swinging away up there, three pitches, and that's what I'm seeing the max right. Although he's usually seeing three pitches max too. Yeah. But that's because too, like he does make contact. He I'm is swinging at strikes. He's making contact. It's not great. He's not a great hitter, but he's doing those things. He's not going to walk a ton. He will strike out just because of that, but like he's productive. I'm liking so far what I see out of Michael Chavis to be <laughs> a future pirate. So far, good on that trade. What is, can you look at his numbers against lefties in the last two weeks? I would have to guess it's like 240 way to run screen plus. Um, I will do so. Hopefully. Yeah, just go ahead and look up those Chavis numbers. Can I do just the past two weeks? You might have to do math. That would be too hard. We don't need to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, right now, live on the show, I don't know. But let's just do this. I'll look yeah, at his splits. Tough. You keep talking. Last I checked, he, Chavis was still like maybe league average against righties, but it, the numbers are suggesting that they're not as good as they will be. Okay. So I expect Chavis to. Not hit righties as well. Chavis. All right. 
So just here's the thing. Overall, and this isn't the past two weeks, this is just overall. He's absolutely murking lefties. A 184 way to runs credit plus against lefties. Yeah. Right? Killing it. Batting 367, 407 on base, slugging 633, just raking. Against righties, now again, this is the full season. It's a 93 way to run credit plus. It's that that's not awful by any means. It's also one of those it's not like the numbers suggest that it's not gonna remain that good. Now here's the flip side of it. Mm-hmm. When Yoshi does come back, if. Yoshi has split pl- platoon numbers. He does. He hits lefties far better than righties, which also should suggests Yoshi got to go because Chavis Chavis needs to remain in the lineup against lefties and Yoshi cannot hit a righty either. It's the same platoon. <laughs> and let's put it this way too. So, so great. Like the, the splits align in that sense, but one has power. One does not. One can only, one by default plays the position of first base, but they also can't play. One's a DH too, where Chavis can play multiple positions. So like right then and there, yeah, like Yoshi, I'm sorry. I'm, he's going to come back off the IL. Obviously, Yu Chang's going to go. He's a temporary dude. Thank and God. it clearly shows like just even the few at bats, like he's, he's not it. He's bad. He's bad. So he's going to go. Yoshi's going to come back. It's going to be like his last hurrah. Do something or you're gone. Because like at some point, hopefully, and again, it's just for us to see and analyze and find out what you have in them. But then Mason Martin comes up because it's like Yoshi ain't it. And if you're going to, like, you're not going to keep Vogelbach, Yoshi, Chavis, you know, like all these, like all these guys and these dudes, like you're just not going to do it. You're gonna keep Chavis. You're gonna run away with with Yoshi. In, <laughs> up comes Mason Martin at some point. Like that's just what it's gonna be. Like there's no point of keeping Chavis and Yoshi on this team together. Yeah, but the one part, the good part about Chavis is that you actually can plug and play him a lot of places. Yeah, but that's why you're keeping him and not Yoshi. Right. But there, there's no saying, reason like, the club needs to have. I'm. Yoshi and Van Meter and Chavis and Vogelbach, like all these guys all together. They have a Diego Castillo, Adolfo Castro. Like there's all freaking these these utility guys that are like you just can't do it. You gotta purge some people. Yoshi gotta go. Yeah, I'm talking about whenever Mace Martin comes up. He needs to play first base every day. Yes. So you can um, what I'm saying is you can plug and play Chavis everywhere. Got what you're saying. And you are correct. Where Yoshi's only gonna play play for space. So yeah. again, there's even less reason of keeping him, but that's, what's going to happen once Mason Martin. And it can happen beforehand too. Like it doesn't have to be when Mason Martin comes up, you could get rid of Yoshi today. Um, yeah. and Chavis still has a spot. Yes. But I just love saying Chavis. Oh, I do now. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> and as Dave white says, he goes, Chavis is from Georgia. He should play. So there you go. <laughs> I'm assuming maybe Dave's from Georgia. I don't know. I don't know where Dave's from actually. I don't know if we've ever. I don't know who Dave is. Dave White. He's I'm sure I know who he is. I don't actually. 
You don't ever follow. If I don't know who you are, it's not that I don't know who you are. It's that I just don't read names. He does say, now. See, this is more reason. Dave is a good guy. He goes, did Jim quit the show? He wasn't on last Thursday night either. I know, right? Like, what a slacker. That's yeah. what we're getting at. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, he's being a complete Chavis. <laughs> he's not being a Chavis. <laughs> Chavis is a gamer. Chavis, he's yeah, being Chavis a is a plug and play guy. So that's. Eh, no, Jim's not plug and play. No, Jim's on the IL, just like Yoshi. No, he don't he's want. A Yoshi. He's an underperformer, and he's on the IL. He's not like me. I, I show up exhausted. I show up drunk. Whatever you need from me, I'm here. Yeah, and you're consistent. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like there's no highs and lows from you. No. No streakiness. Negative. <laughs> Constantly negative. There you go. So we'll move on, though, from Chavis. Let's talk about another guy. Um, we've been screaming and hollering for the Young Bucks to come up because, again, like there's no point of having all these terrible non-major leaguers playing Major League Baseball. So let's get some of the guys up. Of course, it's not O'Neill Cruz. Tucapito Marcano comes up, and yay, great. We have cole other slap hitter 2.0 like this guy ain't it he's not good tyler two 402 foot bombs this week against uh some pretty good pitchers walker bueller against um oh god what's his name with the rec specs urias yes yes urias Again, so like I almost calls him Jose. <laughs> so against the, thinking about beer too much or alcohol too much. Like you said, you're consistent, right? Two I really tried. good pitchers. He hits two bombs. Small sample. I get it. But in this small sample, he's been up here. Dude's killing it. Marcano has, yeah. I think, half of a war so far. And like this little time he's been in the major leagues. He does. I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like I'm all for eating my words if I have to. I will not hate a player to the existence where I'm dishonest because I like I can be Oh, I completely will. See, I, I won't unless I truly believe there's like smoke and mirrors or something. And you can't fake power to a degree. Like you really, if you hit a ball 600 feet, you can't just fake that, right? You can't pretend you're Aaron judge and go up there and do what Aaron judge does. You have to have some talent there to do it. So for Marcano to hit two home runs, 402 feet, something's in him to be able to do that. Now, can he do it consistently? Right? Like that's what we can certainly say. I, I might've got lucky twice right now. I mean, Hey, Cole Tucker came up and hit a big home run in, his start to his MLB career too, right? So like you want to make this mm -hmm. comparison, which we did, and if you want to come and make fun of us for making the comparison, well, Cole Tucker kind of did this too, and we saw where Cole Tucker went. So, but regardless, I think we knew Cole Tucker had a little bit of pop to him. Like he wasn't, he's just a bad hitter. He wasn't just solely like this slap hitter. Now, Marcano has been like this slap hitter. We've been kind of joking and poking fun of, and then he comes up to the major leagues and he blasts two big home runs. 
What's your question? I don't Do I know. I don't have a question. I'm I'm kind of confused. Talk me through this. Is this legit? Do we? I, no. I mean. Do we have to maybe start eating our word and say, you know what, no. let's let's see more of Mercano. Maybe we were certainly wrong here. Or is this kind of I just do- like a flash in the pan? Hey, you know what, it's been two at-bats. I will gladly see more Mercado. Do I believe in him? Hell no. Strikeout numbers are awful. Yes. The guy's never shown power in his life. Yes. Up until two games ago. I mean, for God's sake, Drew Sutton showed up here and hit home runs for a week. The defense is intriguing. He's another probably utility guy. I think maybe where I am most impressed is that possibly I could be talked into him being an Adam Frazier light where you might see slight above average hitting, but Nothing too impressive because we have seen Adam Frazier's not a great hitter. Stop it. He's really not. We've seen that. He's not good. Yeah. Like maybe he's like an Adam Frazier with maybe better defense. That's fair. I think he's like like a slight different profile than like Frazier, but like in general, like I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like value wise, that might be where you're looking at where it's he can play everywhere. I don't think he's going to hit for any pop. I don't think the strikeouts remain as bad as they've been so far. But he's... He's a... I I guess I'm okay seeing more. To see more of him, who cares? I, I, I guess what kind of is irritating is you see him at the expense of seeing who you should be seeing, which is O'Neill Cruz. But... Yeah. Again, if you're moving forward, you can have a roster that has Marcano and Cruz if you don't have a Van Meter and a Yoshi. So that's fair yeah. to say, right? So like, I mean, he, how even he throw could. Castro in there. I don't need to see more Rodolfo Castro, to be honest. That's true. And you know, honestly, like there comes a point where production has to come. And I know we stated like for myself, and I know Jim said a little bit, maybe you too, but like with Jack, Jack Swinski, like I've been impressed seeing him hold his own but the production isn't there. I think there's going to be a time where, you know what, let's get back down to the minors, right? Like you've had your time up here. You've seen a lot of major league pitching. You've done a phenomenal job. Like this isn't an emotion. Like, you know, you're, you're bad. This is like a, you know, good job. You still have work to do and let's work on it. Like the demotion shouldn't come as a negative thing, but there's going to, the time has to come for him to come down because he isn't producing. He's not that good. Great defensively. They're definitely, (laughs) There comes a point where you can't be hitting 180 in the majors and starting every day. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, like like you can be impressed by how he looks, but the production also has to come at some point. You know, and like when you're talking like a two-week span, three-week span, great. But now we're getting like a month or so, and you're still not performing. You know what, kid? Good job. You've learned some, I'm sure, some valuable lessons up here. Let's get back to, and he skipped a whole league. Like, let's get back to double A or even maybe just triple A at that point in time. Work on some things. So that way, the next time you do come up, let's keep you here. So, I mean, they were Castro last year. That's a good point, you know? So it's like, that's another player who you can make some room for on this team. So, like, there certainly could be a Marcano on this, 
on this club going forward, especially if he's going to perform not to this level, but just. He will not. I do not believe a slight bit in him. That swing is so I, ugly. I don't believe in Marcano too. Like it's well stated, but he he's is like a right-handed slap hitter and it looks so bad. I know, but this right-handed slap hitter has two home runs in three games. Yeah, go for him. Um, those might be the two. Those will be the two home runs he hits this year. Play that back at the end of the year. He will not hit another home run this year. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but again, I'm just, it, you got to give credit where it's due, and he's hit two home runs. The fact that he's done that blows me away. It blows me away. I would have expected him to come up and not hit a home run all year, but he has two no, so far in well. six games. I tweeted. That if you guys got tired of Kevin Newman, just wait till you see Marcano. Yeah, but like Kevin, and I know we're blowing it up. It's small sample. I, I so like again, like it's just the fact is, I you don't see him hitting a home run. Period. The way he hits the ball, and he has. I two. also tweeted when Kevin Newman came up, but Kevin this Newman guy will never hit five home runs in his life. <laughs> he had like 12 in his first year and I don't think he's touched that since I don't think he's hit five more oh boy well that's just because Kevin Newman stinks so does Marcon yeah so okay. I tend to be right it just I get proven wrong first and then I get proven right sure sure and mind you again like I want to make sure the record's straight I am not up here right now touting that Marcano is good oh. all I'm saying is you know what I'll I can't. I can't just religiously keep bashing him because he came up here and hit two home runs, and I can't just say like he's garbage. He's a slap hitter, and that's always going to be good for when he hit two home runs. Like he's making me eat my words right now. He's done the opposite of that. He's smashed the ball twice. So yeah, this swing's so freaking ugly. It is. He does hit left-handed, doesn't he? I don't know why I said yeah. right-handed. Because that's why but his swing looks his, like a right hand slap hitter. It's just ugly. I sat there and thought about it. I'm like, no, I. It's just ugly. That's all. He is fast. He's uber fast. Yeah, but swing's just so you atrocious. Let's say this too. Not that there's many reasons you should, but I will say, especially team for the Pirates, there are some situations where they probably could use someone like this because they've attempted to do this type of a, of a swing of a hit, I should say, and they fail miserably because no one knows how to do it. Marcano can bunt. He's shown he can bunt, and he's really fast. Yeah. Uh, again, entire highlight reel. Again, much like Rodolfo Castro, who said, I'm not going to bunt and swing away hit home run. That's why you don't bunt. But <laughs> if there's going to be a situation where you need someone to bunt, Marcano has also proven to be a really good bunter. So if we're going to stay positive, he is a slap hitter, a good bunner too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I thought that he'd look like a right-handed slap hitter because his swing's just so freaking ugly. Okay. So can we just uh, hammer home that point? I do not believe in him, but I will see more. Okay. I think it's fair for both of us to be at. What's up, doggy? Okay. So let's talk about the other thing. So we've bashed Oscar Marine, and this isn't, of course, yeah. also to say that Oscar Marine has changed my mind, and he is mm -hmm. legit, and he should stay here. But we've bashed Oscar Marine, and of course, 
as Jameson Town has is it still active? Is it still live? Uh, oh that's no, that's a good question. Not. Two hits on a run. As Jameson had seven perfect innings. So Oscar Marine, we don't like. Is that Fred? Not at all. Yeah. What a good boy. What a fat dog. He looks so happy though. Does he? And he's gone. Yeah. But what I want to get at is the starting pitching has much improved. Now, we talked a little bit about this on, on Starbucks. JT Brubaker basically going mm-hmm. like Chris Archer light. Slider, fastball, like that's it. And finding some success with it. Zach Thompson pitching well. Now we have Mitch Keller back in the rotation. That dog is so fat. <laughs> He's just living his best life right now. <laughs> He's 15, so what do you want from him? Oh, I love it. Mitch Keller goes back in the rotation. And Tyler, I'm giving you props because I think I brought your name up to this before. But I'm just giving the props in the sense of you were kind of on board years ago. So there's going to be an evolution again, right? Things are going to change. You even joke, let's get Charlie Morton back on the team because he's going to be like 45 years old, still playing baseball. And here today, he still is. Let's get the boys back. The sinker ball is going to come back. Now, I'm not saying this is all that, but Mitch Keller, <laughs> will you put that dog down? <laughs> he's just living his best life. Mitch Keller added a sinker ball. Now, yeah. the outing wasn't spectacular by any means he had five walks but he's doing something different and i'm gonna be honest with you right like you're gonna have to work on it right they're gonna have to continue this to see the results see if it really gonna mean something but it's gonna be by the way don't hate it no i don't either um i think it's just at the point where something had to be added. His fat, his four seems just way too flat. He gets beat around too much. He needs a, something to be. He needs an out pitch. Truthfully, he needs to be able to throw something that can honestly just get a guy to pound the ball on the ground. Whether he can get ground outs with that, that's to be seen because his command was not there with it. But how many of those strikeouts he had? And those five innings, five strikeouts were all in the two-seamer. I think all five were. I think they were all looking. It looked good. So I think they were all... It was like Vance Worley-esque. Throwback! Like, it, everything was uh, caught looking. So, obviously, pumped the brakes on it because... He still did walk five and he did not command it well. But what but, I want to say to that is this was his first time. Like, that's why I'm, I'm okay. I understand and I'm okay seeing that as the results because it is his first time doing it. So you could probably and, expect it's not going to be yeah. sharp, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things from everything I've read. He's been very resistant on throwing it. 
and he's he just seems like a guy that's very analytical. And, and he said that he has said that. I think he himself had a, a trackman or Rapsodo. Like I think he himself purchased it on his own like years ago. But when he's in the miners, yeah. yeah, that he's just he didn't like the feel of it, and then he tried new grip. Seemed to work a little bit, so threw it in the game. Obviously, didn't have a great, great feel for it, but enough that when it worked, it worked. I'd like to see maybe a few more starts out of it, and you know, we'll see if hitters adjust. Because obviously, you go out there, start throwing a two saber. Guys aren't exactly expecting that ball that's three inches out of the zone to break back in, because he had nothing like that. But I think more, more importantly, it's something that he could possibly lean on to get that ground ball where he doesn't have to rely on that elevated fastball to maybe get a swing of miss that truthfully is just flat and teams are teeing off on. He doesn't have to locate the four seam as much. He doesn't have to rely on that as a strikeout pitch. For a guy who's afraid to throw strikes. Yeah. Pretty nice to have a pitch that you can throw for a strike and not have to pray that it doesn't get wrecked. So, yeah, uh, uh, <clears throat> now mind you, it's Mitch Keller who's got the Gregory Polanco disease to him. Every every turn you take, you hop back on, right? Hopping back on the Mitch Keller train, and I, I feel like this is another opportunity to do so because everyone was off and I was included. I'm like, you know what is, is I'm not going to see Mitch Keller be a good pitcher. He's going to pitch the rest of the year by default because his team needs arms and innings and they have to have Mitch Keller become good. So they're going to give every opportunity, every chance for him to, to figure it out. So there's no point of getting him out of the rotation moving on from today, but he clearly was in my eyes, a DFA possibility next season. If he doesn't put it together and so here we are. He's out of the rotation. Like he skips, what was it, like one or two starts, basically? He was in the bullpen. Two. Now he comes back and he throws a sinker. And it's like, oh boy, I got to hop back on the train now. Full, full steam. Like I got to find out because this offseason was all about the 9,900 mile an hour fastball. And that didn't work. And as I think all three of us said, like, cool. But doesn't mean anything because that's not really his problem, and his problem still exists. Is he can't locate it, and he can't throw for strikes. And then we started buying it again. Oh, we did because the spring training he looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're starting to see the results come into play. He looks different, right? Like the one thing he said about Mitch Keller this spring, we like we knew coming in he had a hundred mile an hour fastball, but that didn't we didn't care about that. He looked the part in spring. He was confident he was throwing strikes he was challenging hitters and then the regular season started and i feel like the first game he did it just like his stuff wasn't there and then it was done it was like old mitch color back now he's got the sinker and i'm like i i gotta do it i gotta jump back on because this is something different and it didn't look terrible didn't love Tossing out there for 90 something pitches, though. Why? He just missed like two starts. Didn't love that. Okay. But aside from that, 
I said it earlier, it was like Vance Worley's rookie season where he just ran that two-seamer in and had probably the most strikeouts looking in the league. So I'm not buying in, but I'm, I'm intrigued by getting back to the two-seamer revolution because I think it's coming. Zach Thompson. Throwing the two-seamer more in May. Have a lot more success. He was basically cutter four-seamer. Now he's like cutter's anchor. With the curveball. Some change up. Like... I, dead baseball, so you gotta get the ball on the ground again. We're back. <laughs> I think we are. What's Rory Sears up to? Okay, can I... Uh, I presented this to Jim, and again, I'm being I'm being facetious here, but we said Oscar ain't the dude. It's gonna be a new guy, but like we also know Ray Searage can do anything with anyone unless it's dealing with a singer ball, right? The two seamer. So like, why can't the Pirates maybe have a co-pitching tandem? Why 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 don't we say like let's identify our pitchers? We have. We have one guy identifying the pitchers, and we say, you go to Ray. <laughs> and then we say, you go to our new pitching coach, right? Because you are a sinker ball pitcher, so Ray, make magic. And we say, you don't ever throw a sinker ball. You throw the four seam. You throw your stick, sink, your uh, slider, whatever it is. Like You do this stuff because you have Joe Musgrove-esque type things, right? You, you go to this guy. What's, I would not be against bringing Ray Sears back in as like a special advisor of the sinker ball. That's it. <laughs> of the like, sinker ball. Give him the give him the Jason Kendall job you just gave. There you go. He's the sinker ball advisor. Just keep him around. Like you know, we identified this guy that we think he'd be good with a two saver. Right. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I just want to point out again. Like we've talked about this rotation, all of them being trash. Like there's maybe some things in JT Brubaker that you see that's encouraging, right? Of course, Roni's up now, but they have done things differently. Like I feel like this is the first time we're seeing it in the complete Oscar Marine era. I don't know if it's himself even feeling on the hot seat and I got to do something different. Also, I don't even know if this stuff is coming from him, you know, because let's also think way back. I'm trying to remember now. Was it the Jim Benedict? No, no, no. I'm thinking. Was it the four seamer? I think it was Chris. Wasn't it once Chris Archer got traded to the Pirates? Doesn't wasn't that like right? Or maybe it was the Musgrove. Who was it? I think it was Archer. When Archer came, it was like weeks after. I felt like Tyone started throwing slider. Was it the slider? They threw the football slider. So, so I think that's—is that what I'm getting to? I, I knew there was something, <laughs> and it's I felt all, like I felt like that all came it's from slightly Chris. a joke, but they all did start throwing a slider, which Roger Beshans on Twitter <laughs> claimed that he has taught everybody. Yeah, I've been down that rabbit hole. Yes, I know. But they all did start throwing a slider that was really working. So that's what I'm alluding to, but I think uh, it was very clear. Like, was that more of a Chris Archer influence? I think 
that was part of it, but they were starting to throw before him. Okay. Because Kyle Crick threw it a good bit. Um, Musgrove started throwing it. Glass now threw it. Tyon threw it. But they were having success with that slider that dove down. Right. And it's- Roger Beshens on Twitter took credit for all of it. We we all know about the DMs. <laughs> yeah. So, but I guess what I'm alluding to is I, I think it was clear that wasn't a Ray Searage thing. That wasn't an influence now it, from Searage. No, it suddenly just got around the rotation. So right. Roger Beshens, good job. So what I'm getting at is with this sinker, like like with these adjustments, also we can just assume, but I, I don't know. Like, is it Os- is it even coming from Oscar Marine or some of these guys in this rotation saying, you know what, we're tired of this. We're gonna start doing these other things. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could truthfully, it could just be a one of their offsite pitching coaches saying, you know what, you know what we tried in the offseason, let's try it. Yeah. That's very possible. And then it just spreads like wildfire. That's a question I want to know. Like that is an answer. I said, Hey, that's a question I want to ask. That's an answer. I want to know. Yeah. Where is this directive coming from? Because again, we see JT Brubaker changing his whole entire repertoire. Like at this very same time, like Zach Thompson's kind of changed his. And then now we're seeing Mitch Keller throw the two seamer as well and such. And it's just like, to me, it's just like, is this Oscar Marine kind of saying, this is my last chance. Like, or yeah, is he, he actually also, doing his job and identifying something or these pitchers saying like, we're tired of you, Oscar Rain. You're it's the same issues that are happening before when Tyone and Musgrove and all that had to do their own thing, you know, and against race here, like we're going to start, we're going to revolt and do our own thing to get better because we're tired of sucking. Yeah. It's I don't also know. One of the things you want to, you want to tap the brakes on because so these hitters haven't seen that pitch from these guys and they're giving Tyone reports. So they're not looking for that. Wait till they're looking for it. And then in a few weeks, we'll see. That's fair. But in the meantime, it's working. Yeah. For, for two and a half years, but, nothing has worked. Yeah. But you, I mean, you suddenly add a new pitch and these guys aren't looking for that in the pl- at the plate. All of a sudden, they got some running in on them. Um. I mean, I give it, of course, the Keller start, like the one start. Absolutely. With Thompson, it's, it's been a little bit more of it, but like with JT Brubaker, it's not like he's really added anything. He's taken away his, um, Oh God, what is it? I'll be honest with you. I haven't looked. He just ultimately just stopped throwing. His um, hold on. Four seamer slider change up curveball. It's one of those four. <laughs> Basically, he's become just he's become. See, I, I want to make sure too. Is it sinker? I don't know if it's his two seamer or four seamer. It's on predominantly right now. And for some reason, my baseball savant is completely frozen. But he's become a two pitch guy. Just fastball slider. That's it. And I want to say it's sinker, but I don't want to be wrong. It ends up actually being the four-seamer. No, okay, so it is sinker. Yeah. So he's he stopped throwing the four-seam fastball. Point blank. 
And we're going back to that two seam revolution. He's he's sinker slider. That's it. Like that's the only like he that's the two like again, kind of like Chris Archer. That's all he does. He is sinker slider. Yeah, back to I'm tell we're going back to the two seam revolution. But what I'm, I'm getting at is that. like you're talking about scouting. And I, I like I can get this to a degree, but it's not as if he's doing another pitch. Like he's just eliminated one pitch. He's still throwing what yeah. he's doing before. He's just doing two of them and not three. The only one I can truly say that's different, like what you're getting at, is Keller. Like no one's expecting the, the two seamer from Keller because he's never thrown it. Yeah. But for these other guys, they have, they're just throwing it more. I do miss the on the inside. I miss it so much. I miss hitting batters <laughs> and actually throwing it inside and jamming dudes. I don't feel like the staff does that enough. They don't run it enough. There's not any important enough games to do anymore. No, I just miss. Like you got to be able own the own the inside. Was, you you really have to. The game within the game. You, I mean, it's not even like hitting guys. You have to be able to pitch inside. Well, I mean, you do. And I hope they can get back to that. So bring back Searage, find another one, and have a tandem. By the yeah. way, Dave wants to know, is the dog a Pirates fan? He says his dog Gator is a Pirates-loving gold retriever. Uh, Fred's usually sleeping during games. He's old. I get it. Fred's old as shit. I still have his hair in my mouth. Tasty. Yeah. He smells like shit. Now he's just sleeping on the floor. So, I mean, we, we've talked about some of the, the success from the batting. We've talked about success from the starting pitching. Again, some things are, are being done differently. So, again, I'm, I'm back on being intrigued with JT Brubaker, right? See how this goes. I don't think you can really succeed being a two-pitch guy. I don't foresee it sustaining. But, again, it kind of goes in our theory. Like, I think he could be a good reliever. But regardless, he's, he's producing. Again, to Zach Thompson's credit, he's producing so far. Like they've both had fantastic Mays. Like their past six starts have been very, very good. Mitch Keller now has this two seamer, so let's follow along and play the game again. Um, the rest is whatever. Hey, Ronzi's here. He looks good. <laughs> Ronzi, just do what you want. Just do what you want. Your don't, stuff works. Just don't go listen play. to Oscar. You do what you do. Let's get to. Um, I want to talk about David Bednar. And I feel like, especially you and I, we'll talk more about David Bednar as the season progresses and probably close to the trade deadline, foreshadowing. Not to say he's going to get traded, but I think there's real discussion and real reason to discuss about David Bednar being traded at some point in the next 18 months. But um, I, I, I have some concerns, though, too. Is David Bednar... He's thrown the most, like, six out saves in baseball by a lot. He just threw 50 pitches against the Dodgers. <laughs> you might as well have started that game. <laughs> I mean, there was a joke in our group chat because we're talking and discussing about Bednar and possible 
trade returns, this and that. Because you you know, if you trade him, you're probably gonna look for a starter. And it was like, you know what? Why don't we just make David Benoit a starter then? If, if you want to get a starter back, the guy just threw 50 pitches, just make him a starter and you've got what you need. Why is Benoit throwing 50 pitches? Bad managing. Like, this team isn't good. Nope. And I get, like, on a bad team, a closer is kind of pointless. But I like the way they're, they've been using Bednar, right? Like, he's not your prototypical, it's the ninth inning, let's get him in there. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't put him in just save situations. I mean, Stratton has closed out games. Because, yeah, or else he wouldn't get work. Well, well no, even when <laughs> he has. Because think about it. Stratton has closed out games because Benar's come in in like the seventh inning. <coughs> you be so bad. But Stratton's come in like the seventh inning, got some big outs, and then Stratton's the one that's cl- ended the game, closed it out. So, like, I like the way they're using him. They're using him in the big spots. Now, albeit a lot of the big spots come in the ninth inning, and that's he's getting his saves, but it's not just been exclusively. But they have used them for multiple multiple inning saves, right? Six out saves. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you just like trying to blow this guy's arm out? Like, yes. I, I don't understand. Like, the wins are so crucial and so important for this bad team that you're willing to throw your your closer out there for fifty pitches to get a win. Yeah, that was just stupid. <laughs> Like, it wasn't even like he was pitching well. There was no reason to throw him 50 pitches. And we'll get into what we think should be done with him, but. And we don't have to go deep into that now at all. Tonight. Yeah. This ain't the show the, for it. The, but. I know he's he's the only guy you really can trust to get outs. I mean, we've seen enough Dwayne Underwood. See, you know what? No, I. You've said that on, excuse me, on Twitter. I don't hate Dwayne Underwood by any means. How many times does he have to let a base runner on? Apparently 42 straight <laughs> innings. I'm boggled by that. Is it 42, 41, something like that? Jim's the one that. I think it's 42 now. That's ridiculous. 42 yeah. straight outings where he's got a guy on base. But that's also one of those where they leave him out there forever. Yeah, but still, like one time you yeah. got to be good, right? <laughs> yeah, you would hope so. And, and I say that kind of jokingly too, because again, like I don't hate Dwayne Underwood. He, last year, he provided results that the Pirates needed. Like he gave them much, much needed innings yeah. and relief. I mean, they blew his arm out. Essentially, I mean, he was well yeah. overworked, and you can understand with him exactly being so overworked why he wasn't that good. But, like, especially even this year, too, he doesn't look bad. Like, he does not look like a pitcher who needs to be purged off this team. He, to me, looks like a very valuable pitcher for this team. Someone He's who could fine. maybe alleviate 50 pitch outings from David Bednar. Yeah. Yeah, 50 pitches, just not good. Maybe we don't do that. No. But back to Underwood. Especially if you want to do what they should do with them. Don't do that. Even if they don't do what they should do with him. And I'm not totally 
totally 100% sold on that. But I think it's a mm-hmm. smart direction. I mean, let's say it. Like, we're talking about trading him. Uh, David yeah. Bednar presents probably the best chip the Pirates have to get starting pitching. You tell them why I'm going pee. Okay, you go pee. We've discussed this, and you know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, you can hear me still. The whole point, we brought this up on a poll. Most people said they'd be angry about it. But the whole point, the whole discussion about the potential of trading David Bednar is the fact that they're not going to trade Brian Reynolds. I'm not going to say not, but it's highly unlikely. And of course, the season that he's having right now, probably not going to happen because you probably don't get the return that you want out of Brian Reynolds. But the biggest reason of doing it is, I think it's fair to say, as Tyler, right, you and I discussed last week, and this is where it all stemmed from, after the show we really talked and discussed it, this organization lacks some real starting pitching depth. You know, we joked that if Ronzi goes down, like you should cancel this rebuild. Because if he goes down, like what can you do? Like it's Ronzi Contreras as far as starting pitching goes. It's not Brew Baker. It's not Keller. Like you hope maybe they could be a number five star or something. Michael Burrows is down there. He is having a fantastic season. By the way, Baseball America released their top 100 today. Michael Burrows wasn't there, but I know there's been a lot of talks. I'm hype around him potentially being there. So maybe he starts creeping up in those 100 lists. But Burrows is looking good. But so far, like you really can't depend on too many starting pitching this this organization right now. So, like, it's Ronzi and hopefully Burroughs, and, like, that's it. So how do you acquire young starting pitching? You don't have many trade pieces. You're not trading Josh Vanmeter to get it. So it kind of comes down to you're a bad team who probably isn't going to be good next year either. You're not looking to compete next year either. So why keep any reliever, let alone a, an elite closer, for no reason when he's your best trade chip and maybe that's how you can acquire some young starting pitching. So that's the whole reason why maybe he should be dangled. Maybe you look to trade him. Yes, he's the hometown kid. He's the Yinzer, right? I love him. He says the F word on the air. Like he's just a, you would love for him to be a pirate for his career. He's that type of a dude. But blame Bane Charrington. Don't blame him. Whatever you want. This organization lacks starting pitching depth. And if this team's going to compete, you need starting pitching. And I don't know where it's coming from. No. And your only other hope is to go out and sign starting pitching and then hope that you can run into some reclamation projects. But also I've just always been of the opinion that this team should be churning out relievers for prospects. I don't care how great they are. Hell, before Felipe's problems, I was all aboard trading him for anything the Dodgers were about to give. There were jokes about them giving up. I can't remember who all it was, but it was top five prospects. And Pirates fans are losing their minds. Yeah. Well, Kiebert Ruiz. Yeah. Ruiz and Mays. Is that his name? I think, yeah. Dustin Mays. Yeah, the redhead yeah. on the shelf right now, but been fantastic. Yeah, I am all aboard trading relievers. If you have a re- elite reliever, trade them. I don't care if this is a good team, trade them. Get good at finding elite reliever talent because most of these guys that 
turn into elite relievers were not great prospects. None of them were like, look at, go down the list of the Pirates past great relievers. None of them were worth a shit before they got them. So, you so, think David Bednar was worth a shit? So, what no, you're saying, Tyler, is next year, Pirates need to bring in Ray Search to be a special advisor of the two seamers. They yeah. also need to bring in Neil Huntington to be the special advisor of reliever acquisitions. Oh, yeah. I'm good. And then I'm with it. I'm with it. And then find somebody else to trade them so they get something good for them. You're right. He just has to find the reliever. Yeah. Neil Huntington was not great at acquiring the talent for them. What do you mean by that? Jason Grilly didn't trade him. Got free Ari. Yeah. Joel Hanrahan. Jerry Sands. Melanson. Felix P.A. I mean, that's how they got Melanson. I know, but I don't want to turn them into other relievers. I want actual, like, good players for them. Uh, uh, okay, okay. No, no, no. I see what you're saying. You're saying on the flip side. No, he's... You don't yeah. want him to trade the reliever. You want him to find... No, he, I want him to right. find them. He just needs to give locate the reliever. And then give me someone else that can bring in the good players. Right, right. He needs like, to find uh, it, and then that way Charrington can Imagine use them. that reliever to be the guy in the package. Yeah. Like when you trade Bednar and like, you get a starting then, pitching how? pitcher, and then like this throw-in, the throw-in's going to be the guy that Neil Huntington has zoomed in on and said, that's your next closer. So he you have a starter, to be honest, and you have Bednar's have replacement. Zoom in on that shit. Just go pick one on the scrap. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what... That's what Neil Huntington does. He finds that reliever. Like he pinpoints this. He saw yes. the entire system and all these teams. And he said, that's the reliever you want. And they got Melanson, right? They got Felipe. They got all those guys. And I say Felipe now because yeah. of the time, then, that's what you wanted. But things happen. And, you know, yeah, like, even really at the point of time. someone else to get the real talent. Right. Because right. I don't trust Ben Sherrington to get any talent. But regardless, we say all this, and I know a lot of us in jest, but we say all this because, again, I think you and I's philosophy, and I go way, way back. Ryan and I talked about this all the time also. You capitalize on relievers because relievers, I mean, there are dime a dozen, they say, right? And that's true to extent. I know to a degree it's also not. But relievers are dime a dozen. You can find them. They win. Also, truthfully, they they win you World Series. They when do. you got a great one. But they're also so so volatile. I mean, one day a reliever's mm-hmm. good, the next they're not. So when they are elite, you capitalize. Now, maybe if not in a in a race, right? Like if you are the the Dodgers today and you had David Bednar, you keep him. Do you know why? Because your Absolutely. target is a World Series. If you're the Pirates and you have David Bednar. You capitalize by trading him because you know what? Your target isn't World Series. Your target's being good by 2024. And I don't know if you're going to be good by 2024 if all you have is Ronzi and Michael Burrs. I don't know if David Bednar is going to be good by 2024. He could turn into a pumpkin. And that's why you capitalize. That's my argument. Way too many. That's my argument. That's yours. That's really the only reason why we're talking about this. And again, the, the true 
reason we're really even talking about is because of the lack of starting pitching. Like if that wasn't there, I would be okay to be talked into keeping Bednar. But I just feel like there is a glaring hole that you need to find a way to acquire starting pitching. And you look at the ways of doing it. It just pinpoints to David Bednar. You're not trading Cruz. You're not trading Reynolds. You're not trading Hayes. Like you're, you know, like you're not trading Romans. Like there's nothing on this team. And you can't trade the other veterans you have to get out starting pitching because no one wants them. Shit, worse seems worse. Hope that Mitch Keller turns into an elite reliever and trade him. Fine, but you got to hope <laughs> when you have it in Bednar right now. Yeah, I. it's not that hard to find elite relievers. The Pirates Oh, are you it's saying trade Bednar spot. and then make Keller a good no, reliever no. and he becomes Bednar? I'm just oh. saying, like, at some point, this team always, as bad as they are, finds a way to find an elite reliever. True. And I don't think they've capitalized on that enough. That's a good point. They've just replaced the elite reliever with another elite reliever. Right. So I'm They're not getting top 100 prospects out of a Craig Kimbrell who has been terrible for a few years. They were trading Mark Melanson for another reliever. Yes. Taylor Hearn, who's pitching in Texas right now, very poorly. Who and they Felipe traded for another reliever. And yeah, Kenakella, who's on the IL out of baseball. Um, but yeah, like that trade was now granted. I mean, hell, Kenakella, it's a great example of why you should probably wipe your hands of a reliever as quickly as you can. One Kyle, Kyle is, Crick. Yeah. Like he was, I mean, let's be honest, he was pretty damn phenomenal for a stretch. God, thank, thank God Brian Reynolds worked out. <laughs> but think about it. Like Crick was really, really good, and then he just yeah. wasn't. And I'm not saying Crick is on Bednar level, but like that just goes to the point that we're making. Like, And that's why I'm all for it. Like, relievers just seem to really good. not have the shelf life, and that's why they keep churning. Like, you can just keep making relievers and keep building that bullpen. Mm-hmm. So when you have an elite and guy and you're not there competing – capitalize on getting assets for it. And there's always a market for it because they can win you a World Series. Yep. And they get injured and you need more of them. So the debt trade deadline mm-hmm. is hot because this team had a great rotation, but these two turned to a pumpkin. This one needed Tommy John and this one suspended because he fought some guy who's playing music wrong. So... <laughs> 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 because also relievers and then he got in a, a fight few with screws loose after that he got into a fight with a guy that was there like psychologist right <laughs> and then your other reliever broke his finger fighting your closer exactly so teams always need relievers so go ahead and capitalize it there's gonna be a team that's desperate that's lost four relievers that were good Holy and shit what a <laughs> terrible year that was <laughs> oh man and this is the 22 parts talking of right now. So, yeah, imagine something <laughs> yeah, being worse. At least they're not in the news like that. That was fun. Anyways, now that we just talked about it and we said we wouldn't, yeah, that's where we stand. And um, to Can't tie this all back in, this is why you don't pitch David Bednar for 50 pitches an outing. 
please protect him at all costs because whether it's yeah. long term or short short term, you need him. Oh yeah, it's a good way to put it. And back to Dwayne Underwood, I just totally disagree with you. I totally disagree with you. I don't hate Dwayne Underwood by any means. To oh, me, he dude. is a major league reliever. He is a fine major league reliever, and he's valuable to this team today very, very much. He's fine. I, it's, I just like to pick on him. Okay. As the door opens up. <laughs> Freddie got to go pee. All right. We've been at it for a while. It's been an hour 20. Yeah. Um, I think it's a pretty good show. <laughs> I had to pee in the middle of it. So I guess we'll get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for that. watching. Go ahead and subscribe if you don't to the YouTube channel. Give it a like. Follow us along. We'll be back next week. Maybe some uh, some big news coming, too. So stay tuned. Maybe Jim will be back. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, whatever. Just milking it. He's, he's running out of vacation, I'll tell you that much. What a loser. He's already used his 15 minutes he's acquired this year. <laughs> All right, let's go. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts.